Hello everybody, my name is Sam, uh, this is Cafe Landscape, and today my guest is Lisa, who is the owner of Village Coffee Roastery here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Hi Lisa. Hi Sam. <laughs> it's great to have you today. Um, so let's just, uh, how's, how was uh, this past year with COVID and everything, how did it affect business? Um... It was slow. Yeah. <laughs> it was slow. It was it was interesting though. I actually don't think it was was that it wasn't bad. Like I think we got a lot of good things out of COVID. We saw communities forming, people we never would have met came in. Um, business, if you want to talk the business, I it was it was slow, but yeah. but I think there were a lot of benefits to it too. Yeah. How was um so if we looked at like 2019 pre-COVID to 2020, if you were to, what's like one or two things that probably improved because of COVID? What do you think? Well, I think community. Okay. Um, well, I think the nicest thing is watching in the coffee shop, people coming in as families. Yeah. Like you saw parents go, coming in with their kids where you, you know, we'd known these people for years and never had met their kids. Right. Um, we just saw communities forming, and I think that was the best part of it. You know, we lost a lot of money, but we saw a community grow right in front of us, and that's always nice being in the service industry and watching that happen. Yeah, especially, like, work for the kids from home, I think. I like, yeah, I agree, because otherwise it was, like, kids coming in after school or parents right. coming in the morning. You have no idea who's related to who, but now right. that everyone has to hang yeah. out together. Yeah, and and I think that was, like, I noticed it even outside of coffee, driving home, parents playing with their kids outside. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it was the whole mission of most coffee shops, and especially ours, is building communities. Mm -hmm. So to watch it, you know, a horrible thing like a pandemic that was scaring so many people, watching that actually shift communities into a building of community, people really appreciating their families, appreciating the life that they had. Um, it was very nice to see outside of the coffee shop as well. So. Yeah. So it was kind of a good thing. Yeah, I, I always think that there, things are always, there's always a blessing in disguise. Yes. You just have to look for it. That's right. Some so, people don't look for it. Some people never <laughs> look for it. <laughs> some people are just, <laughs> pessimistic right mean right people. but i think i think for us here mm -hmm. what was we always look for the good side of everything yeah you know so so as as from the first day when everyone shut down you know we saw every business around us close mm -hmm. like i could drive down the street there were no cars it took me normally it takes me 30 minutes to get here <laughs> to come to work <laughs> i'd be I get to work in, in 15 minutes because there's literally no one out. Um, and so to watch how that's changed and watch different faces walk in who never never would have walked in and watching that fear change, fear go to hope um, was actually very nice to see. Yeah. Um, but we, we always, like we just always have a good attitude mm -hmm. about everything. I just think that everything works out the way it's supposed to. Yeah. So. I think a lot of people, when this hit last year, probably thought the world was ending. Right, and I think so too. I think as the world didn't end, 
they kind of were like, okay, we'll, we'll, this is just a part, and we're just going to live with it, and we're just going to kind of keep going. And um, yeah, now you didn't have to close for a single day, or you tried I, not to. I did not close for a single day. Right, um, you stayed open. Yeah, and I thought it was actually really important. Like I talked to every one of our employees. Mm -hmm. Um, and I gave them the option if they wanted to stay home, they could stay home, and that was okay. And um, if they they didn't feel comfortable, they didn't feel comfortable. But if you wanted to be here, be here. And I had the same conversation with everyone. Mm -hmm. If you are here, you are not to be fearful of anything. I don't want you here if you're if you're scared, because our job in a community, as as leaders in the community, is to project hope. And so we came in every day and mm -hmm. we did our thing and little by little we started seeing people come out of their house. We also saw something really interesting how how communities rallied to help small business yeah. at the beginning. Um, that they really wanted to see their favorite businesses um, uh, survive. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, that that's it was really helpful at first and then it waned and it goes back and forth. Um, but it was nice to see people trying to really support local business. Yes. Um, rather than, you know, going on Amazon and buying everything. Um, yes. It was, it was very nice to see because like I come from Chicago mm -hmm. and Chicago, you have, you have small independent businesses everywhere. Like you, your family knows the guy who owns the butcher shop. You have the bakery. You have everything, and they're all independently owned. Yeah. Well, like we've said it for years in Arizona. Arizona's like a giant strip mall. Yeah. Well, it's because we don't support small business. Right. Not not traditionally. Now, what's funny is half the states from the East Coast. <laughs> they live here. Where, right. <laughs> half the states <laughs> they from moved we, in. Right. They came here. They've been supporting small business the entire yeah. time they lived in New York, the entire time they lived in Chicago. And now we come here and we're like, hey, let's go to the chain restaurant. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, it doesn't uh, make sense. It doesn't make sense. But it also, it doesn't, supporting small business, that all that money stays in that state. Um, and, That's right. And I don't think people realize how much money stays in the state if you're supporting small business. So we, what we did was not only did, during COVID, did we see people rally around us to help us, but we also found our favorite small businesses and what we could do to incorporate them into our shop, whatever we could do to help those people survive. Yeah. Like I, there, there's a beer company that, I, uh, that uses our coffee. And there, it, it's a great beer, and I don't even drink, but this beer it tastes like a mocha, mm. and so when, so now I don't drink, right? So to make sure that <laughs> these guys is survive because they're they're a great couple of guys who own it, um, we went and bought twenty four growlers in one day, <laughs> like they're they're huge. They're like they're these the, more, the, right. like the gallon size. Yeah, they're ridiculous. Glass bottles. Like I was bringing beer into the shop, going here, friend, take that <laughs> home, try that. It was unbelievable. Like yeah. we were very popular for a few weeks. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> a place to get some free beer, <laughs> right? <laughs> Buy a small coffee, get a free growler of beer. <laughs> I do like. I, I think a lot of people did go to small businesses, from what I saw. Yeah. Um, like at least I tried to 
like boycott the big play. I think the only like chain I went to was just grocery stores, mm-hmm. but that was it. I yeah. mean, all the restaurants Lindsay and I ate at were like we tried to find small, the coffee shops. Like I would not go to a Starbucks. Nope. Nope. Lindsay, for a while, wouldn't either. But then going to work, it was just the most convenient because right, it was right across the street. Right across the street. In fact, I think there's two across the street. From there's where she exactly went. two. There's one like right there and down the street. So. But, but there's yeah. a really good Mexican restaurant over there, too. Which, and it's independently owned. Oh. I'll tell you all about it. Okay. They have uh, You might want to take Frankie. <laughs> Frank, you want to go eat Mexican? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> date night. <laughs> <laughs> Next time um, Lindsay's doing a girls' night, we're going to go get Mexican. It's really good. But they, um, yeah, I actually, I think that it wasn't the worst thing in the world. Yeah. I think it was scary for most people, but... Mm-hmm. Like, and my partner's funny. She's like, are you seriously going to go to work? I'm like, yeah. What are you going to do? She said, I'm going to go to work. I go, right. We're just going to go to work. We, this is what we're dealt. We figure it out and that's it. Right. And, um, you know, and we've been very lucky. We also have a, I think almost every employee has a pretty good, uh, good amount of OCD. Yes. So we have actually... Cleanliness. Right. So we didn't really have to change that much either. Mm-hmm. Like we already had a lot of these place, things right. in practice to, to protect people. We didn't, you know, don't sneeze in our hands. Right. <laughs> We're not going around kissing people. Right. right. Here's your coffee. Mwah. I hope you enjoy. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So... No, we're friendly, but we're not that friendly. <laughs> yes, there is a line. <laughs> right. We're, we're not known for that type of service. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, so we're about a year into, I think a year. When did they shut down? It's a year. Has Our, it been a March year? March 1st. Yeah. Oof, but, you know, and it, it'll be interesting to see what sticks. Yeah. Like for, to watch all of these like, I was actually surprised at how many businesses just said, okay, close it. And then they yeah. laid off their employees. And I said to my partner, I said, you know, we don't have a responsibility to ourselves. We have a responsibility to to our communities, to our, to our staff. I yeah. go, and what are they going to do if we don't open up? Right. What are they going to do? So if our employees all depend on their job to pay their bills. Yeah. I'm like, same thing with my landlord. I rent a space. He depends on me paying him to keep his business running. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, so we're part of a bigger issue. So what'll be interesting is, like at the beginning, we saw people going actively out searching for small business, um, helping small business, deciding if they like those businesses. Yeah. Um, and what'll be interesting is to see if if that trend continues, um, and we start walking away from. From the companies that are killing small business, you yeah. Know? And there's there's a handful. It's a small handful of companies that are just demolishing small business every day. Because it feels like, you know, we're still in COVID, but it feels like a whole different world versus like when we started a year ago. Yeah. Well, and and the, you know, we got to a point that I think it, like I said, the first three months of the pandemic, you saw the best of humanity. Yeah. And it was it was incredible to watch, um, like anyone helping each other, you know. Um, and then the next nine months mm-hmm. have we've watched it actually tear communities apart. Right. Um, you know, 
it's I, I was just talking to someone about this today and I said I said I've never seen anything like this like not only did I have uh, surgery during this I had surgery in my mouth so I couldn't wear a mask um, but I have asthma and I have severe allergies and going into a grocery store and telling someone you have a medical exemption I go it's it is actually terrifying for most people who have it yeah. I go we've basically criminalized people mm -hmm. who have an underlying medical condition yeah. and what's crazy to me is if you talk to people who moved to Arizona ask them their number one reason not the recent people who moved to Arizona ask them the number one reason why they moved to Arizona if they've moved here five years or further back and I bet you bet you 80% of them moved here because of breathing issues so we have a oh. huge person it's, it's why most people move to this state right so we have a huge percentage of people who who actually have a reason they can't wear those masks mm -hmm. and we watch this like I've watched it live people who I know can't wear it with someone who is wearing it who's decided to try to shame someone else for not wearing it yeah um, making the assumption that because you don't wear it it's it's either either political or it's um, or you hate old people and you want them to <laughs> die rather than that it's that it's just who you are yeah. um, that you're honoring yourself I'm like so so it's funny so the first three months I, I tell people when they ask me about that what this did and I said the first three months were probably the best three months I've ever been in service watching how people behaved with each other and then then the last nine months have uh, it's been an argument every other day with people going you can't actually be mean to someone you right, <laughs> right? yeah right and it, you know whether what for whatever reason they don't have it they they don't have their mess let them just get their coffee yeah like it's uh, like I, I put up a sign right and my sign was it became controversial in Scottsdale very controversial yes and my sign basically said that there are exemptions to things there are be a human being and be nice if you can't be nice you can't come in here mm -hmm. How, why is that controversial I still haven't figured out why it is because <laughs> oh, no. all I'm saying is, is is be a human being yeah treat someone the way you want it to be treated right and it became a huge deal yeah like so so like I said you go from watching the best in humanity to some of the worst mm -hmm. and in the end right now we're actually we're surrounded by some of the best people like you want to talk about inclusive people people who really honor each other as individuals that's what we see in this coffee shop now which is it's a really neat thing to see so. yeah what do you think will stick so like because I always think about this when COVID's over and you know will the plexiglass stay will it not stay will you know obviously seatings inside of restaurants will go you know probably go back to 100 percent. what do you think will like stay what do you think has changed that society will just be like yeah no that's that's okay we'll keep that for someone who has ocd mm -hmm. and has had it my entire adult life <laughs> right there are some things that i'm very happy about seeing um, I think that cleanliness will stay. Yes. I, it, I thought one of the best things was how clean restaurants in Arizona were. <laughs> like, 
Like, it, it was just incredible. They've been spectacular. Spectacular, yeah. right? Um, and I think we finally, it, it's funny because I remember having this conversation a while back and we we don't put out the salt and pepper shakers here, right? Oh, that's right. We yeah. never put the salt and pepper shakers out. If someone wants it, we give it to them. And I remember having to convince, teen, and teenagers, all, you know, they always think they know everything. Of course. So when you tell them that you have to sanitize the salt <laughs> and pepper shaker, they just don't understand the concept. Right. They understand it now. <laughs> they get it. They actually know. I actually feel very comfortable getting salt and pepper at a at restaurant. restaurants now. Yeah. 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 Because if you're going to get sick, it's from someone's salt and pepper shaker because some Oh, teenager is gonna go I could skip that they'll never notice that I didn't right. clean that so I think that'll stay I think we brought out um, some some OCD and people from this who yes. are very concerned um, and hopefully that actually starts waning because mm-hmm. um, I think some people have, have gone way overboard gone you know over the edge over the edge so they've adjusted and now they've over adjusted right they've over adjusted they're too clean well i think there's a point where when your cleanliness gets in the way of your life yeah that you've gone over i get that you know so if you can still go out and Mm -hmm. have you know a good time with people without you know worrying that you can't touch anything around you um, yeah, I think I think we just have to get back to some sense of normalcy, and that's what we tried to do here: is try to make it as normal as possible. Because there was nowhere normal, yeah, around. Like, you know, you saw people who, you know, they really, really, really married this whole thing of putting up plexiglass, putting stickers on their floors, directional stickers, <laughs> and how you could walk in an aisle. Um, <laughs> I I appreciate the effort there, but and I try to follow the arrows, <laughs> but I see a lot of people that don't follow the arrows. Right. So, I... Because you know what? We just like to grocery shop the way we like to yeah. grocery Especially shop. Especially if I'm going down an aisle and, like, the granola is right there, yeah. but the arrow's pointing towards me, I got to go all the way around. I'll just, I'll, like, step in, grab it. Do you know it. how many conversations I've had going the wrong way from someone <laughs> in a grocery store? Like, it's incredible. Yeah. Like, it, you actually interact with people that way. And not in a bad way, not in an argument. Yeah. But you actually, you know, you're going to grab for the same exact thing. You get in a whole conversation about why Nathan's Nathan's pickles are better than anyone's <laughs> pickles out there. Right. Um, it's, it's actually very interesting to mm-hmm. me. Um, but I'm hoping those things, those things start waning. And, um, but I think people embraced it to the point that they that they made people feel weird. And especially in a service industry, yeah. our job is to make people feel like it's their second home, yeah. that they're comfortable. Right. Like when you walk up to a front door, they go, do you have your mask? <laughs> right. I don't want to shop somewhere where my mom's yelling at me and telling me what to do. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, right? a gallon of milk, I'll go home and grab right. it from the fridge. And because <laughs> I have a medical exemption, that's right. Right. So I've always asked, where's your mask? Mm-hmm. Medical exemption. Do you know how many times I've disclosed my private medical attention yeah. to to complete strangers? Yeah. And then they look at me still like I'm I'm going to kill someone? Right. And like I've, I've never seen us as a society, and I think this is the thing hopefully that this changes, mm-hmm. that we've actually demonized people 
because they can't do the same thing as other people do. For right. a country that talks about individuality and, and that we support the individual rights of people, we're certainly not supporting the individual rights of people. Like, it's, it's very scary to me what, what we're seeing today. Yeah. Um, and that we just have no compassion for that group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because I, I, I wear a mask because I don't have anything. I'm right. blessed enough to. So I'll wear a mask, but I can't imagine trying to walk into a grocery store if I just had tooth surgery and, like, a doctor was like, you can't wear a mask. Right. Like, it's bad for your health. Right. God, I don't know. I'd be thinking about it. I'd be terrified to walk in anywhere without a mask. Like, I freak out mm-hmm. if I step out of my car mm-hmm. I start walking in. I go, oh, shoot, where's my mask? Right. And then I go, like. That's like a mini heart. It's probably not good for my play my health. No, no, it's probably. Where's my isn't. mask? They had, um, yeah, that's probably not good for you. I know. You should probably stop that. <sighs> it's been, not that. Bad. I've been trying to keep one like in my pocket, but then the other thought is like, well, how clean is my pocket? And then like, well, that, I... that's what one of the other things that's funny to me. Yeah. Like, and we watch it every day. <laughs> like people drop them on the ground. They put them back on their face. Yeah. I'm like, and it's it's funny because I'm like. You know, I, I watch even employees in restaurants. They take them off. They take drinks. They put them back on. They're touching them all over the place. <laughs> and one of the things that bothers me the most, you know, I've been in restaurants for over 30 years. Right. And when this first started, I had this group who came in here, and they wanted to know why I didn't have employees in gloves. And I said I'd never put employees in gloves. Right. Yep. I go, because gloves are disgusting. Yeah. And I said, and if you go to the USDA's website, mm-hmm. they recommend never to put people in gloves yeah because you have a false sense of security that your hands are clean yep you constantly are cross-contaminating things yeah you have to feel dirt on your hands so you wash your hands yeah um so so you have that but with the masks i see more people touching their face now right because they're constantly adjusting them (laughs) in a restaurant than i've ever seen right i'm like you know and i always think about the line cook the guy who's working on the line okay. where it's like 98 degrees back there <laughs> and he has his little chef hat on. Yeah. He has the chef jacket that covers your neck where oh, is yeah. where you get cool. And then you have this mask. And, you know, there are times that I just don't want to deal with any sort of hassle. I just need to go get a gallon of milk. Yeah. And I'll put a mask on. Like, I don't know how those line cooks do it. Like, my head gets so hot having it on my face. Yeah. Um, for for like three minutes. Right. Like I'm sweating by the time I walk out of the grocery store and I don't know what it is. And you got these line cooks that are making right. food for two hours. Two hours. And they're just, they have to be sweating. They, they're yeah. dehydrated. Um, so, yeah. So, I don't know. It's, Those poor guys. Right? I just feel bad for them. Like, we, yeah. we want to support the restaurant, but, <laughs> but those guys are dying back there. We, uh, Lindsay and I went and we're just looking at... Uh, you know, wedding rings and whatnot, or, you know, because she's going to get a band, and I'm looking at a ring. Well, we have our mask on, we go inside, but before we do, I have Listerine strips. So, you know, we both take one, we put on the mask. What we didn't realize was when you breathe out with the Listerine strips, you know, it's minty, and it's it's pretty fresh. Yeah. It just goes straight into your eyes. And so <laughs> we walk right into this place, and we're both, like, tearing up. We're like, <laughs> we're going to get married. <laughs> Like, are you okay? We're like, it's just a mask. Like, What's going on? Is this forced? She needs to call somebody. And it's just like, I'm crying. 
and of course it's fogging up because I have glasses. I'm like trying right. to take it off, but be respectful by not <laughs> like tugging on it. And so it was, yeah. So that was oh, it was. It took like five minutes just to get the like the burning minty sensation out of my eyeballs. That's really funny. It was something I've never thought about before. Because it I, means that the air is escaping. The air escapes right into your right into your eyeballs. You, yeah. If you want to do an experiment about like when you breathe out with a mask, where does it go? Like you know, and I get it. You got to have it tight around your nose. I got a big nose, so there's just it doesn't really seal. So it was. Oh, my eyes hurt so bad. So that was a. Uh, I don't know. We got our next pandemic. We got to figure something out for that. Right? Something. Maybe those bubbles. I saw someone make those, these bubbles with little holes in the back of it. Oh, perfect. So you could breathe. Yeah, bubbles. I, I think we should all just get those like hamster balls. Right. Hamster just, balls. Yeah. No, but you know, and it, it's neat to watch it. Like you have people who are still like fully yeah. embracing like the, the mid of the pandemic still. Right. Um, and then you have, you know, people who are starting to live their life again. Like we dealt with it today. Yeah. I had this gentleman who, who called the health department and complained because I can't wear a mask. And so the health department came in and, and she goes, you had a complaint, do you wanna hear it? And I said, nope, because I know what the complaint is. Yeah. She goes, okay, what is it? And I said, well, I go, it's a gentleman called because we don't have, I didn't have a mask on and mm -hmm. my employee on the register didn't have a mask on. Um, but it was a man who mm -hmm. called and she goes, yeah. She goes, how'd you know? I go, because he stood in line in my shop for 10 minutes, didn't take any personal responsibility to socially distance himself from anyone. Mm -hmm. I go, and then he went up to the register, handed cash to my maskless employee, and they handed them cash back. Yeah. Then went over to the bar where I, maskless, made him a drink. He took his mask off. He took a drink of it. <laughs> he set down his drink, put his mask back on, and decided that he was going to chastise me and my employee for not wearing a mask. Hmm. And I said, that's not an issue with... Uh, that's not a fear of COVID. That's an issue with compliance. You had no fear of taking a drink from me, right? right? If you were scared, I have no problem. You walk in here, you see me maskless, and you're not comfortable, you should go somewhere else. And mm -hmm. that's okay. It, it doesn't hurt my feelings. I get it. There are people who have different, I have medical conditions, other people have different medical conditions, and that's fine. I'm like, but, but to take a drink from me, you're not scared that you're gonna get it from me. Do you know how many germs are in like physical money? Oh yeah, no, that's what I thought was the most amazing part. Yeah, you know, there's a people cut down on cash. Like we haven't taken cash <laughs> in in like a year from hardly anyone. Yeah. Um, but it it was very interesting to me because th what we're seeing right now, mm -hmm. at least in our coffee shop, is not people having a fear of interacting with people. We're yeah having people who are chastising other people for to follow this system in the way that they want the system to follow and what i said to the woman from the health department who was standing here i said do you see what we're doing she goes yeah i go we're following the mandate yeah i go we're following it exactly as it was written i'm like we've had zero infections not mm -hmm. one employee has gotten sick yeah. not one of my customers has gotten sick so I go, but people are comparing us to other restaurants they go to that really embrace this. Like I went into one restaurant and they had a blue piece of tape on the floor 
where you had to stand to order, and then you had to throw your credit card to the guy who would throw it back to you. <laughs> they had plexiglass everywhere. They're in blue gloves. They're in masks. And I walked in, and this is a it's a local business, and I and I noticed that it wasn't busy. So I'm like, oh, I'm not hungry. We're gonna buy food. Yeah. And if we have to give it away, we'll give it away. But this this is a company that's been in Arizona for a really long time. You want to support them. Right. So so in that case, I put the mask on. Yeah. And as I'm walking in, I'm pulling it on. And the gentleman yelled at me. He goes, pull it up all the way. It has to cover cover your face. And I'm looking around. Now, this place, they're, like everything is moved out. There's plexiglass everywhere. And I looked at him. I'm like, okay, I got to go. Yeah. And I left. And this was one of our, our favorite little businesses. Um, but I'm like, fear has, has given us the right to be cruel to other people. Yeah. Um, and in a, in a lot of ways, which I just don't, I don't understand that. Because especially if you're in the service business and you love service, your job isn't to be cruel to people. It's not to make people stand out. Mm-hmm. It's like um, it's like here we have a bar, right? Yeah. So, and we know everyone who walks in here, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So every once in a while, we have an older lady who comes in by herself, or an older man who comes in by himself, mm-hmm. and they sit down. What do we do? You say hi. We make sure that that person feels welcome by themselves, because one of the hardest things to do is to walk into a restaurant and sit down by themselves. True. Right? Yeah. And you want people to interact. So we actually, as as a staff here, go out of our way to make people feel welcome. Um, you know, if they're with someone else, we don't have... Yeah, they've got you know, company. They've got company. They're fine. They're fine. But if they're sitting up at the counter, mm-hmm. they want to interact. Right. They want to be out. They're as close to the barista as possible. Right. And... They don't want to talk about things that are happening today. They want to live in our fantasy land. Yeah. And we live in a fantasy land in the coffee shop. That's right. <laughs> Nothing is bad in the coffee shop. Yeah. We don't have to discuss anything out that front door. It's a little break. <laughs> it's a mental break. It's a mental break. And that's yeah. probably the thing that I've heard the most during this entire pandemic, that mm-hmm. this is this is a break from the real world, that um, that this gives people their their sanity for the day because of how insane it is everywhere else. Right. And it's not that we're not following rules. We're just did not go crazy mm-hmm. because we're not, you know, I'm not scared of things. Right. You know, I figure everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. there's no reason to be afraid of what's what's right. around the next corner. <laughs> you yeah. know, if you're if you're supposed to be mugged while you're walking down the street, you're going to get mugged. You're going to get mugged. Yeah. Will you stop walking down the street? Probably not. Right. But most, a lot of people will. Yeah. And we've watched that through this process. Like it's, it's been a giant psychological experiment mm-hmm. watching what's happening. And, um, and it, it was, it, you know, there was a lot of great things. There were a lot of surprising things. Like I'm surprised at how fearful we are of yeah. the world. Yeah. Of, of our neighbors. Right. Right. And this is, you know, the fear of neighborhoods and your neighbors and, you know, should be the people you're closest with. Right. And I feel like that's, if you can't trust your neighbors, you can't really trust anybody. I mean, you know. Yeah. 
And that's what tears communities apart. Yeah. Is when you're so worried about, you know, right? the person next door. Yeah. So. Like yeah. And, we, and I've heard some weird things coming. It, 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 and, it, you know, I thought it was, it's better in the coffee shop. Yeah. But I've heard some weird things come out of people's mouths that they were going to go out to dinner, but they're only going to places that everyone's vaccinated, or we're going to have a party, but we're only invited vaccinated people. And hmm. I'm like, do you know, we talk about discrimination constantly in this country, <laughs> right. all the time. Yeah. And, and that's fine. I think things do need to be discussed, but at the same time, do we not see that we're actively discriminating against all sorts of people with what we're doing? Right. Like I was always taught that a, that a vaccine protects you mm -hmm. right yeah right you have a vaccine you're protected yeah so why does it matter if the other person isn't yeah you know like i haven't gotten mine yet no and it'd be it would you know and this might sound bad it would hurt my feelings if i heard there's a party and i'm not invited because i haven't been able to get vaccinated yet right. i'm like well i want to go like right. you know right so but, and if everyone else is vaccinated i'm like well you know i'll try to stay far away but but if you're vaccinated, you, you know, don't... Whatever I'm bringing in shouldn't affect them. Right, exactly. So, so yeah, but I think our fear has, has overtaken yeah. a, a vast amount of the people out right. there. And what's funny is, because I go back and forth on it, some days I'm like, it's taken over a lot of the population, this fear. Mm -hmm. And then I, I come up here at night, and I look around this parking lot, and I see that the parking lot is packed. Yeah. I'm like... Are we fearful of anything? Mm -hmm. Because when I went out on Saturday night and I was driving through downtown Scottsdale, and I live in Phoenix, so I drove from Phoenix, I came into Scottsdale, I drove downtown Scottsdale, then I went out to Chandler to go visit my family. Right. Everywhere I passed was packed. I'm like, so are we fearful? Yeah. Is it about fear? Is it about a, a, <laughs> a virus? <laughs> or is it about compliance? Right. And um, and I don't know. I have one thing people have to comply with. Well, two. When you come in and you buy coffee, you have to pay for your coffee. That's probably a good rule. Right? I like that. It keeps us in business. <laughs> and the other rule is, is you have to be kind to people. If right. you can't be kind, you can't come in here. Right. We're just a, I have a very kind staff. And, yeah. and uh, when I've seen people abuse that staff, mm -hmm because they're not doing what they want them to do at that very second. Um, that's not someone who we want in here. That makes sense. You know, we surround ourselves by people that we're like, and we're, we have a lot of kind customers, a lot of kind employees, and, yeah. and it's my job to make sure that, that that continues. And if we have someone who doesn't fall into that category, they that's where we don't, where I draw the line. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just go be nice to people. Just be nice. How hard is that? It's, well. <laughs> well, in some it's ways it tougher. is. tougher. <laughs> in some ways it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, but I look at it in, it, when it comes to, you know, every place that stayed open. Yes. They serve people. If you don't like serving people and if you can't be kind, you are in the wrong business. That's right. Right? And yeah. we learned there were a lot of people in the first three months that closed their business. They realized that they do not like serving people. Mm -hmm. And that was probably the best thing for their customers and their own sanity. Right. Right? Because if they were stuck with a business, it kind of gave them an out. It gave them an out. Yeah. yeah. And we saw that. We saw people get an out. They could walk away from their business without any repercussions from it. 
right. um, you know, financial repercussions. On yeah. That. But, um, yeah, so I think there was, I, I still say that there was a lot of good, mm-hmm. um, and I've, I'd rather focus on that than, than the, uh, the craziness that came out of this. Yeah. Well, go, so what are, you, what are you looking forward to in the next year? Putting my chairs down. It's probably a good thing. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Having a, a full shop again where yeah. people interact with each other. Um, where people could actually have conversations again. Like, it, it was this shop. Now, I bought this shop right. 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's been here for 25 years. Right. Now, I've never lived close to this coffee shop. Right. I've always lived, like, 30 minutes away. <laughs> and I found it because I worked in restaurants, and I'd heard about the coffee. So I came down to try it for one of my other businesses. So the uh, – so – when I would come here, I would come here every day, every day. And there was when I lived in the state. Um, but there was a time that I lived in Phoenix and I worked in the East Valley. Mm-hmm. And I would leave work for work an hour before <laughs> before I had to be there. Because I would drive from Phoenix into Scottsdale and then get back on the freeway and drive into the East Valley. Jeez. Right. And I would come up, I'd do meetings here. And it was a community. And you could talk about anything. Because it's a coffee shop. Yeah. You should be able to talk about it. It's meant to be like a conversation place. Right. You could have a different opinion from someone else, and that was okay. Mm -hmm. And what we've seen in the last, I don't know, probably eight to ten years Mm -hmm. is there are certain subjects you can't discuss with people. They've gotten touchy? Well, they've gotten judgy. Hmm. Okay. and, And we're watching this split in communities because of it. Um, and it's sad because it's political, and politics shouldn't touch our lives on a daily basis, right? <laughs> right. We're so, not politicians. No, well, <laughs> it's it's the way our the, what our country was founded on. Yeah, you know, if the government is touching your life on a daily basis, they're doing something wrong. Right. Right. Yeah. So the fact that you can't discuss it, you can't have open conversations with people who have different opinions, and I remember this eight years ago. We were sitting here, and I had, uh, I had a guy, and he was whispering at the counter to me about something when it came to politics. And I looked at him, and I said, why are you whispering? He goes, because I don't know if I'm in a friendly space. Huh. And he goes, I, I just wanted to tell you this story because I know you. Like, I like yeah. all sorts of stories. It yeah. doesn't have to be what I believe, uh-huh. but I just like hearing stories. Yeah. Right? You're a good listener. I'm a good listener. Yeah. I like to share what I think. No one seems to have a problem with it usually. Right. But about it started probably about eight years ago where all of a sudden I saw all the whispery conversations. Huh. I started seeing people um, start calling corners of my shop. This is the Democrat corner. This is the Republican <laughs> corner. Huh. I'm like... No, no, no. It's just one shop. Yeah. We all think different. Right. You know, we all have a different life story, where we come from. And um, and so it gives us a, a differing view. Like, it's hmm. it's funny because, you know, you look at Arizona as a whole and a lot of people are from the east. Right? Right. Well, it's funny to me because no one's prepared for anything in Arizona. <laughs> and if you are from the east or... You're always ready. You're ready for hurricanes. You're ready for tornadoes. You're yeah. ready for everything. Like, 
If you have to be locked in your house for two weeks, you have enough food and toilet paper That's right. to get through for two weeks. <laughs> Arizona, we forgot that as soon as we came over the border here, we forgot that we should have <coughs> products yeah. available at all times. Because you point. never know. Because nothing happens in Arizona. Right. Right? We get a haboob, it's, which that's it. makes a mess yeah. <laughs> of everyone's house. It's just dusty. Pool. It's just dusty. You can't breathe for a week. Yeah. Like what we're all dealing with right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that, and that's where like the mask came in really helpful. Yeah. Like this mask during this season, yeah. I think we're going to see a, a drop down in valley fever. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. Like there are good things for the mask. Because everyone's wearing a mask. You're not going to get all the... <laughs> dirt and dust in your right. lungs yeah it'll be unbelievable except for the, our poor animals yeah, yeah well. they always get that and let's hope we can get another monsoon <laughs> soon otherwise we're just I gonna thought we were gonna have one today it was i left the house it was rainy or it was cloudy and windy and yeah, nope, I, now it's just sunshine i swear the people who do the weather in arizona don't do not have weather backgrounds i don't think they know what they're doing. <laughs> I, I think they're just <laughs> they got kicked off the sports mm-hmm. section mm-hmm. <laughs> Exactly. So, um, yeah. yeah, but I don't remember what we were talking about. Uh, but, yeah, good. Good answer. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. I don't remember what I was answering, but it's there. Yeah. So, um, we're about 42 minutes in. We'll go another, like, two and a half minutes. Um, what would you like to tell people? If you could, if you could get, a, like, a, a statement or something out, what would you want to say to people? From Lisa, the owner of Village Coffee. Um, yeah. I don't really have one. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of talked about everything. Yeah. I think that people should just appreciate other people for who they are. Yeah. You know, we're, we really all do have a different life story. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny, I own a coffee shop, so um, I always get put in this box of who I must be because I own a coffee shop. But I grew up in the Midwest. Right. You know, I grew up around a military family cop family you know they were all small business owners um it's a very different world like i didn't grow up in the city of chicago i grew up in the suburbs of chicago Hmm. where we had a garden every summer and we had to harvest that garden (laughs) and whether you wanted to or not your mother made you go out and and pick the cucumbers so she could pickle them for the winter (laughs) um you know, and so I think people just don't realize that, you know, you're here and you have a look and people judge that look. And to me, I'm like, you don't know who people are. Like I've said that for years to the employees in the shop. Yeah. Like someone walks in here and they could be in a great mood. They could be crabby. You don't know their life experience. You don't know what they just came from. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we give a nice balance to that. Like I had this, um, and it really, it cemented it for me really early in my career. I, I worked for a hotel and I was, uh, it was, it was a Sunday morning. So there's no manager. I'm the only manager in the building <laughs> and I am, we're standing there and we're getting ready for Sunday brunch and it's a beautiful hotel. And this woman walked in and she has like 25 people behind her. And she said, uh, she goes, we're here for the, uh, it was a banquet. We don't have any banquets on the books. The banquet managers are not there, the cooks for banquet, not there. And I said, well, let me make some phone calls. I don't have you on the list. 
and the woman was irate following me through the whole time like we set them up in a room we got them all taken care of everywhere I went she was right behind me yelling at me and like you know I, I'm just trying to make sure that this is all you know she's taken care of but she's just just angry which I can understand you know you plan something right it's not there I understand being angry so um, so anyway so so we get through the brunch and everything's fine and and now it's I don't know eight o'clock at night we have a rule in this hotel that if you're within six feet of a of a guest you have to acknowledge them okay you you do not walk away you say good morning good night good evening whatever so I'm walking, doing my last walk through before I leave. And here she comes, the woman who's been yelling at me for hours, like ruined the whole morning. Um, started before I even had a cup of coffee. And she, uh, she I go, good evening. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hoping just to get through really quick and get my car and go home and have a drink. Yeah. And she said, I came down to look for you. And I said, great <laughs> here, here I am <laughs> so I go through my whole thing apologizing again for yeah for, you know what she dealt with and sorry this and blah 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 and she goes no 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 I didn't come down for an apology I came to talk to you and I said okay she goes I wanted you to really understand what was going on she goes because we abused you and your staff this morning she goes and I came to apologize for that she goes we had just come from a funeral for a two-year-old she goes, wow. and everyone was so upset, so uptight. She goes, it was very difficult. She goes, and I know we took it out on, on you and your staff. And, and I, you know, finished the conversation yeah. and everything's fine. But it really made me think about how you don't know what someone is going through. You know, when someone walks in to get a cup of coffee, are they getting a cup of coffee because they didn't sleep well that night? Are they getting a cup of coffee because they're want to be part of this community um, did their dog die are they on the way to the hospital you don't know mm -hmm. so we give a lot of room for people um, and allow people to be who they are and if that means that they're angry that morning or they're mean there might be a reason for that that we have nothing to do with and they just need someone to you know push it off on for a second and blame their day on me and that's okay <laughs> <laughs> I get it um, and that's fine, but the um, but it's it's very interesting to me to watch it, especially you know in in a restaurant environment you really see people for who they are, mm -hmm. um, you know how they treat their staff how they treat staff. Like I always tell the the like twenty year old girls when they're talking about you know one day my boyfriend blah blah blah, and I always tell them I go you should bring them here because we can tell a lot about them the way they order. Yep. how they treat staff you'll know you know i i always said you you know how a potential spouse or whatever will treat you based on how they treat their own family really important to see how they interact with their family right yeah same <clears throat> thing in service mm. like i there are people who you know are just mean to servers and we've seen that how do you think they're going to treat you if they're going to treat someone who makes you know eight dollars an hour right <laughs> right so but but I, I think restaurants are incredible and mm -hmm. like I went to school for physical therapy oh yeah <laughs> and I'm in coffee yeah um, but I worked in restaurants since the time I was 16 
and I've always said, um, you know, I, I'm kind of a recluse. I don't go out of the house that often. I yeah. stay home. I play with my animals and my, my partner, and, <laughs> and we just do our own thing. But you, in a restaurant environment, you are part of everyone's day. Yeah. You know, it could be like when I was in hotels, you're part of everyone's like special moments. Right. And you get to experience all that. You get to watch joy and, and heartbreak. You can watch anything in a restaurant. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's amazing to see how human interaction when you're, you're just standing at the bar making coffee. It's, yeah. it's really a neat thing. So I love it. Yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's it. But I would say if I had to say anything, yeah, be kind to people, just be kind. It's not, it's not that hard. Right. <laughs> It's not really difficult. No. Just be nice. Just hold your tongue. If you have something bad to say. Yeah. Don't say it. Don't say it. Yeah. Or say it and be like, God, I'm so sorry about that. I just had to get it out. Right. Right. <laughs> right. It's, it's a, it's, and give people room to be who they are. Yeah. You know, like I do that with all the employees here. That's right. Because they're kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They have all different issues. <laughs> And we just let them be who they are. Right. You know, sometimes you yell at them, but sometimes they just need that. Yeah. And you watch people grow from that. True. Like we have our little employee, Frankie. Yes, that's you right. Recall Frankie when he first started. He was very quiet. He was so quiet. You couldn't even tell he was in the room half the time, wouldn't even interact with anyone. That's right. And now we can't get the kid to shut up. <laughs> He's, he's around here somewhere. He's renaming talking. my entire menu after the <coughs> Packers, which is very unfortunate. That's right. I've, I've learned more about the Packers <laughs> from Frankie talking than I think I ever have. Right. And he was the quiet kid. Right. I'm actually defending the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Who suck. They're yeah. the worst. Because this kid is he's talking way too talking much. too much about the Packers. <laughs> And everybody hates the Packers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> those, those cheese heads. Freaking cheese heads. Yeah, so, but it's it's neat. It's yeah. you not only see the growth in customers, you see it in staff. And yeah. and I, I seem to hire all these quiet kids. and, and bring, bring out their loud sides. We bring out their loud side. Love it. Yeah, right? <laughs> so it's fun. Except I did hire one really loud kid. Yeah. That has not changed. Still really loud. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone just becomes louder. <laughs> right. Just depends on where they start. But to watch that confidence grow. Yeah. Like I've worked with teenagers and early 20-year-olds for, for two decades. Right. And to watch c the confidence levels change in, in kids mm -hmm. when they start working with people and realizing that they have a voice um, is, is pretty incredible. And I think that was probably the worst thing to see during COVID. Mm -hmm. was this confidence that we spent years building in this in these kids yeah. all of a sudden people were yelling at them right. and telling them that they were doing something wrong right um, and it's taken probably the last six months to rebuild that yeah and and fix that um, and I, I think some of it will always stay but yeah you know but that's life it's life and yeah. we learn and and you know, without adversity, you don't become anything. That's right. Right? Like That's I was, true. it's it's funny. It's one of those things where, you know, when we talk about those trophies, the participation oh, trophies, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and it makes me think of a boss I had. Uh -huh. He was the worst. He constantly yelled at me. 
this was like one of my first bosses <laughs> and like it was crazy every time you turned around he was yelling about something no matter how hard you tried to yeah. fix it and then right after him I had a new boss okay and he was the most helpful man ever and he would sit down with you and he'd go through stuff and and really explain it and I said I had the best of two worlds yeah I'm like because I learned how to be patient with someone who didn't understand something right and I also learned how not to treat people yeah and how it actually created a whole different set of issues of resentment and you did you stopped trying you started giving up so when I see the participation trophies I'm like you know losing isn't a bad thing right you know it actually makes you a better person yeah it's like Michael Jordan yeah what did his coach tell him you miss uh, all the shots you said he'd never be a professional oh, that's basketball right. player he would never make it he would never Frankie's be over there laughing at me because I don't know sports <laughs> right you know Frankie he wasn't a Packers person <laughs> you didn't teach me Michael Jordan facts but yeah. what's funny is, is a lot of people would have given up in right. that sense they yeah. would have just gone okay you're right yeah and walked away and it takes a special person to to go you know what I don't care what you say yeah. I believe in me and that's what we try to do with with people around yeah. here we we try to build that because yeah. no one's perfect at everything right right of right? course like you make a beautiful latte right a beautiful latte. I can't make it in under two minutes though right. it takes me 10 minutes to make a latte you take you 10 it's minutes real pretty it's the prettiest latte you'll ever see and it's not even hot <laughs> you will not burn your mouth on it I you can will tell not you that burn much. your mouth but but, yeah. but the thing is is you're, you take what you're very good at and yeah. you put you in the right space right. where you can actually flourish in that. Yeah. And, um, and I think a lot of times we try to fit everyone mm -hmm. into it. You have to fit into this completely or you right. don't fit. And, I, and as much as, you know, I try to avoid as much news as possible. And, <laughs> um, but, as, good uh, luck. but watching, like my whole life growing up has been about you know accepting people for who they are individually blah 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 that mm -hmm. whole spiel and watching this whole thing with the masks and yeah I'm like we're not like everything we were taught growing up is being told we're wrong that everyone needs to fit into this box yeah everyone needs to think the same way and uh, and I think that's it's unfortunate and at the same time watching people see it to see how uncomfortable and weird it is and that in the end it's wrong you, you have to yeah. you have to honor people for who they are this would be a very boring coffee shop if everyone was the same oh my gosh this is a fun coffee shop it's a very fun coffee shop we have a lot of personalities we here. we have huge personalities here <laughs> really big right? personalities that's right and what's even more amazing is we don't know what anyone really does for a living that's true right yeah because when they walk in the door it's a fantasy land yeah we don't ask them about their job right like it's it's we just let them be this customer here yeah and I remember that as a customer here yeah like I would come in just get my drink and uh -huh. I got to be Lisa who comes into the coffee shop blah right. blah blah this is what I get um, no one knew what I did for a living yeah and it, it was my break from the real world right and I never told anyone about the shop because like, oh, so it was I, your own little place. Right. Now, I've known Heather for 25 years, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't bring Heather here until 15 <laughs> years ago. Because this was my coffee shop. That's right. And I only invite the people that I would like to see every day. Because once they try the coffee, they're going to be like, I'm going to come back. Right. I don't want to interact with someone who I'm not sure that belongs in the coffee shop on a daily basis. And all of a sudden, you're here enjoying your coffee. And they're like, oh, Lisa, who works at this place. And you're like, you just ruined my coffee. <laughs> but I hear that a lot from customers. It's amazing. I had this one guy the other morning, and he said, you know I don't tell anyone about the shop. <laughs> Not that I don't want you to be successful, but yeah. I, this is my spot. Yeah. We've seen that with, like, um, the local magazine newspaper people. Oh, that yeah. That they'll write, like, best coffee shops in Scottsdale, and they'll exclude us because they come here. Right. And they're like, we don't want... Right. He's like, you know, and I don't, I've, I don't I've want people it, here. Right. And I've seen it for years, years. <laughs> I think it's so funny. It's funny. Like, why it, don't you write us in? Because I don't want people here. Right. I like this place I like for it me. the way it is. It's my place. Yeah. I remember it was it was probably <laughs> 10 years ago. There was this, uh, this, it was an article that came out and it was like the, the top 20 people in Arizona, the, yeah. you know, the game changer people. Oh, yeah. And... <laughs> Uh, they all answered like five questions. Their uh -huh. favorite coffee shop, their favorite restaurant, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there and I'm reading this article. <laughs> and I'm going through it and I'm like, huh, that's interesting. 16 of the 20 people <laughs> come, come to my shop every day. Not one of them mentioned me in the article. Yeah. I'm like, that would have been really good for us guys. They're like, nope. Nope. <laughs> this is my place. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, right. And it's, it's amazing huh. to see it. So, yeah. like, we've been here 25 years and never done marketing. Yeah. And it's just, it's like a, a club where you have to get introduced. Like, That's it's right. easy to walk right by us and yeah. not even notice us, right? We have a lot of people that think come we in. just opened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of them were like, how long have you been here? When did you start? 1996. <laughs> what? Right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, huh. it's, it's unbelievable to watch it. But what's neat about it is is we actually have gotten to know all of our customers because we haven't done marketing. Right. Like, we know everybody who walks in. Anytime I see a new face, like, we all zero in on new faces. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Who yeah. are you? Who, who, are, who invited you? Right? Yeah. How did you get here? And it's funny because you watch it. Uh -huh. Like, when, um, and we see it a lot at Christmas uh, on the holidays because we open on the holidays where people that I deal with at, you know, six in the morning, eight in the morning, never interact with each other. Yeah. On the holidays, all of a sudden, everybody is in the same room at the same time. Right. And you're like, you know that person? Oh, well, that's my husband. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Specifically, don't come here when he's here. Right. And it, right, because everyone has a different schedule. Whatnot. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting because it's not just a community in here. That community has extended outside of here. Yeah. Like, and we've watched, we've watched relationships blossom here until they get married. We've uh -huh. watched kids get born. We've attended funerals together. We've done everything together in these, these yeah. four walls. Um, and it's just, like I, I've said for years, as much as we've talked about moving this shop, we can't move the walls. And if yeah. these walls could... Can tell you a story. There's a lot of stories in these walls. That's right. So, yeah, mm. I love it. Mm. <laughs> well, good. Well, uh, perfect. I think that's that's all we got. That's all we need. Okay. 
So I'm happy. Well, thanks for coming on, Lisa. Well, I appreciate you. it. You're a very good host. <laughs> well, you know me. <laughs> what I went to school for hosting. So. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Slow latte. Right? <laughs> One of the times I went to school was probably for that. <laughs> well, good. Um, perfect. Thank you, everybody, for listening in, and we will see you on the next episode.